Good morning. An historic two-story building on Union Street in Leesburg holds, in its chipped paint and sloping floors, close to 150 years of education history. And today, it's one step closer to being reborn. For Tuesday, October 3rd, it's your Loud Now Morning Minute. You and thousands of other people listen to the Morning Minute every day. It's trusted, it's personal, and you take it with you wherever you go. So if you've got a business, why not advertise on the Morning Minute and reach the thousands of people listening right alongside you wherever they are. Get in touch at loudonnow.com advertise or email us at sales at loudonnow.com. That's loudonnow.com advertise or sales at loudonnow.com. Thanks for being with us. I'm Ren Screen. The Union Street School in Leesburg served as a place of education for the county's black students from the early 1880s until 1958. First, it was the Leesburg Training School, then the Leesburg Colored School, and finally, Douglas Elementary School. For the past 75 years, the school system has used it for storage. But now school leaders are working to see it restored and returned to the students who spent their formative years there. A school board committee is recommending that the school system begin the complicated process of handing the historic building over to the Douglas Alumni Association and the Loudoun Freedom Center. Those organizations have said they want to restore the building and reopen it as a museum displaying artifacts of black education in Loudoun and a hall of fame with the stories of the teachers and students who were at the school. The long-term plan also involves retrofitting part of the property for a science, technology, engineering, and math-oriented preschool and a program to teach students how to grow their own food. The Freedom Foundation also wants to set up a DNA lab there to examine the materials found at these slave cemeteries they are now trying to protect. Many men and women in the Douglas Alumni Association, now in their 70s and 80s, attended the school on Union Street. The building was a school until 1958 when Frederick Douglass Elementary School opened on Sicklin Road. The Loudoun County School Board has taken the first steps to set that plan into motion. Last year, it unanimously approved spending $3,500 to have the property surveyed. With that survey in hand, the school board's finance committee voted last week to recommend the property be handed over sooner rather than later. School Board Chairman Jeff Morris said the longer it sits, the more work it's going to need to be restored. Handing over the building's title is a complicated process. Three elected bodies have to sign off on it. First, the school board is scheduled to vote October 10th. If they approve it, it goes to the County Board of Supervisors. And if they sign off, the school board will ask the Leesburg Town Council to rezone the property. Finally, the school board has to declare the site surplus. Then ownership technically transfers to the Board of Supervisors, who can then give it to the Douglas Alumni Association and the Loudoun Freedom Center. Pastor Michelle Thomas from the Freedom Foundation said the goal is to make the once forgotten building a place of learning again. Go to loudonnow.com slash morning minute to check out the whole story. In other news, Commonwealth's attorney Jim Plowman says Sheriff Mike Chapman was not truthful in a sworn statement that describes a meeting between the two. 
This is part of the ongoing case of former Loudoun detective Mark McCaffrey, who is suing Sheriff Chapman and the county for wrongful termination. Mr. McCaffrey, who's working in Winchester now, says he was not resworn at the beginning of Sheriff Chapman's second term as an act of political retaliation, and that that retaliation followed him after he left the sheriff's office. Here's where we are on this case. Mr. McCaffrey's attorney has asked for partial summary judgment in the case, which skips a trial on certain facts of the case that they say are not in dispute, and proceeding directly to determining damages. Sheriff Chapman's attorneys responded that they have not had time for discovery and should not be railroaded into summary judgment. Sheriff Chapman argues that Mr. McCaffrey's actions went beyond merely supporting Chapman's political opponent in the Republican primary with a yard sign and a vote, as Mr. McCaffrey has asserted, and that Mr. McCaffrey, quote, publicly expressed his dislike, disapproval, and criticism of Sheriff Chapman, end quote, to fellow officers and at least one crime victim's family. The sheriff's attorneys also argued that as a lead major crimes detective, Mr. McCaffrey effectively had significant policymaking authority, a case the sheriff must make to be protected by the doctrine of qualified immunity, which allows constitutional officers to fire employees in policymaking positions for political reasons. Among those arguments, Sheriff Chapman filed a sworn affidavit recounting a meeting he had with Commonwealth's attorney Jim Plowman at an IHOP after the 2015 election. A quote from that affidavit, sworn under penalty of perjury, I advised the Commonwealth's attorney that if Mr. McCaffrey was good at his job, he should have no problem getting hired locally by the Percival Police Department or the Leesburg Police Department. The Commonwealth's attorney stated that McCaffrey might have problems getting hired by the Leesburg Police Department because he would have to take a polygraph examination, end quote. The response filed by Mr. McCaffrey's attorney includes a sworn statement by Mr. Plowman, who says that recounting is not true. Quote, during that meeting, I did express my displeasure that Mr. McCaffrey was not resworn because Mr. McCaffrey was the lead detective in one of the most high-profile murder cases in recent county history. I felt his unexplained dismissal could potentially jeopardize the integrity of the trial, end quote. Here he's referring to the trial of Braulio M. Castillo, who was later convicted of killing his wife and attempting to stage her death to look like a suicide. However, he wrote, quote, at no time did I suggest that Mr. McCaffrey might have problems getting hired because he had to take a polygraph. I would have no reason to suggest that and would have no reason to believe that Mr. McCaffrey would have any issue with polygraphs or any results therefrom, end quote. I should note here that Mr. McCaffrey, after he was not resworn, also worked with the Office of the Commonwealth's Attorney until the end of that trial. The filing also includes a sworn statement from a former high-ranking officer in the Sheriff's Office. According to his declaration, Mark Caminiti is a 27-year veteran of the Sheriff's Office who recently retired at the rank of Captain and Second-in-Command of the Criminal Investigations Division. His declaration speaks to the control the county government exercises over the Sheriff's purse strings, which is part of bringing them into the lawsuit, and adds his voice to those testifying to Mr. McCaffrey's good character. Mr. McCaffrey enjoyed consistent, glowing performance reviews during his time in Loudoun, according to documents filed in the case. Mr. Caminiti is the second former high-ranking officer to testify on Mr. McCaffrey's behalf. In early September, a declaration from former Lieutenant Colonel Chris Harmison was also filed in support of Mr. McCaffrey's case. Mr. Harmison was one of two chief deputies in the department, second in command only to Sheriff Chapman, and was not resworn at the same time as Mr. McCaffrey. The case is scheduled for a hearing in federal district court on Friday. 
The Waterford Fair is back this Friday. The talents of six chefs will be on display this year. There will also be 122 artists there showing off their work, including pewter artists Karen and Stuart Helbel, who will be celebrating their 36th appearance at the annual fair. Another old-timer, basket maker Jeffrey Gale, was named the top 2016 demonstrator. This is something he'd done before at his first fair 30 years ago in 1986. Uh... My apologies to my audience, that's a year before I was born. And for the local history buffs, there will be two views of Loudoun history. Neil C. Hughes, who came to live in the village in 1989, offers his book, A Village in Time, 1660 to 1990, Discovering American History in a Small Virginia Quaker Village. Eric Buckland, who has written six books on Colonel John Singleton Mosby's Rangers, will be signing books from his critically received series on Mosby's men and his leadership. This year, instead of having different tickets for each day, your ticket can get you into the day of your choice. They're 20 bucks, 15 bucks for students, and you can get discounted tickets today and tomorrow at Wegmans in Leesburg, at all Bank of Clark County branches here in Loudoun, or at waterfordfairva.org. Children 12 and under get in free. The Loudoun County Sheriff's Office is asking for the public's help to identify the suspect in a case of auto theft and credit card fraud. The suspect was caught on video in Forest Hills, Maryland, driving a vehicle stolen from Chokeberry Square in Ashburn Farm and using credit cards stolen from a vehicle nearby on Powderhorn Court. The credit cards and the vehicle, a 2016 Honda HRV, were both reported stolen sometime between August 23rd and August 24th. The suspect apparently stole the credit cards from a purse that was left in a vehicle parked in an open garage of a home. The Honda HRV was parked in a parking space with the keys left inside. You can see that picture and who to contact about it on our website. And back into the realm of good news, guess what's back? Last month, the first ever Buzzed at the Bee got such a crowd that we're doing it again this Thursday. This, if you're just now hearing about it, is an adult spelling bee that's put on by the Loudoun Literacy Council and us, Loudoun Now. The last one was at Leesburg Brewing Company. We had drinks and we spelled words and it was as amazing as you can imagine an adult spelling bee at a pub could be. All proceeds benefit the Loudoun Literacy Council, which provides free and low-cost English courses and one-on-one tutoring. This Thursday, we'll be at The Zone in Loudoun Station in Ashburn. I'll be emceeing and judging alongside my friend, Sara Ali, the executive director of Loudoun Literacy. Last time, we raised a bunch of money for this great organization, and we had way more people turn up than we were expecting, so come on out and have some fun with us. Anyone 21 or older is invited to step up to the podium. If you participate, you're asked to donate 20 bucks to Loudoun Literacy, which comes with a drink. And if you're having trouble with the word, you can bribe us to get a pass or some help from a friend. We're actually pretty cheap to bribe. Not just because I'm living on a newspaper salary, but it's because it's something we wrote into the rules. So if you come on out, cheer or heckle me and your friends and help raise some money for a great cause. As I said, it's this Thursday at The Zone in Loudoun Station. Get the full story on all these stories over at loudonnow.com. We've also got some photos from the Leesburg Air Show at Leesburg Executive Airport this past weekend, including a guy standing on top of a plane while it does a complete loop. It's pretty wild. Anyway, it's at loudonnow.com. On today's calendar, today is the first day of the exhibit 30 Years of Vision in the Arts in the Village Gallery in Village at Leesburg. The Loudoun Arts Council is holding an invitational show celebrating 30 years in Loudoun County and five years in the Arts in the Village Gallery. It runs through the end of the month. 
Pumpkin Village Fall Fest is still going on at Leesburg Animal Park. Bring the kids by for giant hill slides, pedal carts, zip lines, moon bounces, pony rides, the spooky wagon trail, and of course you can pet and feed some animals. It's open from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. I realize I had to bring the kids by, but last time I went, I did not bring any kids. I just had fun myself. And it's also still time for amazing farm fun at Ticonderoga Farm in Chantilly. The festival includes pick-your-own pumpkins, spooky fun zones, throwing out that word spooky right now, hay rides, pedal carts, hillside slides and tunnels, a giant jumping pillow, petting animals, a swinging bridge, a wishing well, antique tractors, fire pits, picnic areas, and, they say, yet more. It's open from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m., and it lasts through the first week of November. Get the details on these events and check out the rest of the event's calendar at getoutloudon.com. And if you like the Morning Minute, tell a friend and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and it'll be waiting for you there every morning. Okay, have a great day. Music